Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. I don't even know what time's on you in. This one is a special request by one hell of a mother out there. Shout out to you. You know who you are. Recently, her and her partner in this world just brought a baby girl into this crazy world. You know what? I'm here for it. I got your back. Shout out to you. My name is Scumbag Millionaire. Welcome back to No Right Before Now. In Vogue. Y'all hear me before? This is no right before now. It's good to be back. fuck is going on everybody my name is scumbag millionaire welcome back to the motherfucking show no rap before nine and you know what i've missed y'all let's just get into it shall we oh thank you thank you oh man i tell you it's it feels good to be back uh underneath these headphones and behind this microphone uh in my my illustrious studio (laughs) Um, but no, seriously, man, it really does feel good to be back here. Uh, I appreciate y'all and all the messages that I've gotten about, um, you know, where the podcast has been. I, I missed you. I checked for you, you know, da, 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 da. And, uh, I guess that brings me into bal into balance. Um, b- balance is a very hard thing to achieve out here. Uh, it takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of discipline, uh, it takes a lot of fortitude. It takes a lot of humility. You gotta, you gotta know when to call certain things quits. Uh, you gotta know when to give other things your all. Um, 
battles, you know, picking and choosing your battles. That's a that's a big thing because it drains your energy. You know, this this year I feel like the word energy has been thrown around so much and it's just come my way so many times on so many different occasions that uh uh having enough energy to keep balance is 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 important, okay? Um as you all know, I've been working this new job that has, you know, consumed a lot of my time. I've allowed it to consume a lot of my time. You know, be while quarantine was in effect, uh, the thing going around was if if you saying you ain't got time, you know, you making excuses now. Um, but yeah, this new job is taking a lot of my time, and and what I have found it very difficult is to fit in the other things that give me purpose in life, or or at least they 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 feel like it. Okay. So the first is being able to provide a podcast every week for people that are out there listening, who may be going through the same things I'm going through, who may be uh, experiencing some of the same fears or have certain questions, and they're living in a gray area, and I'm providing some sort of positive reinforcement. Uh, that's been great for me. It's been awesome for me. Another thing is my exercise, my biking. You know, I've uh, I've been neglecting a lot of my exercise, and it's mainly because I use the word tired now as my new excuse. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to anyone and everyone that's trying to balance so many things on your plate. I understand. I I fully get where you're coming from. It is a hard thing to do. For example, uh, for those of you that don't know, I get to work maybe a little afternoon. I want to say around one o'clock and I work until about one thirty, two o'clock morning. I come home, I get a few hours of sleep, uh, and at, at first, I, tr- I would try, I would get home, let's say, you know, 2, 2 a.m. I would attempt to wake up for my 4.30 in the morning bike ride. And two hours was not enough sleep. Uh, no matter what type of food I was eating in the morning to give me energy, it just, it wasn't happening for me. So I started to sleep in a little bit more. And uh, now I wake up at about, you know, maybe 10 a.m., which is still some solid sleep. Um, but then I wake up. And I have breakfast and I spend quality time with my dog and I do what I need to do with, you know, my personal things. And all of a sudden it's time to get ready to go back to work. Um, I get one day off and typically with that day off, I want to spend it with my loved ones, the people that are important in my life. But it's very hard because at the same time, I should be bringing my work with me everywhere I go. Right. But I should also be enjoying the quality of life. Right. And I also shouldn't be living up to people's expectations of me. Right. It's very hard. This world is very fickle, especially when it comes to balance. I've recently tried to get more sleep um, and incorporate a lot more fruit in my diet. Uh, fruits, man, they're, they're fucking great. I know you guys hear this. This shit sounds stupid, but uh, fruits got a whole different vibe. There's a whole different sugar in them, and it's, it's good sugar for you. You know, I know this sounds like, you know, health class, fifth grade, but I promise we're not going to talk about the penis parts or the vagina parts or the fallopian tubes, okay? I'm just saying, like, uh, this is my friendly reminder of, like, up that fruit, bro. Up those vegetables. They really do help out with this energy that you're going to need to be able to tackle a whole day. You really got to understand, every day that you wake up, it's a whole it's a whole opportunity to do something different, to do something great. But when you take on all of these things, you have to learn how to balance them. You have to learn how to give them all love equally. It's like having a garden. You've got to be able to love every single plant that you put in your garden. Otherwise, something is going to die. 
Okay, something's going to wither out. And who knows when you may need something from that plant, you know? Uh, and, and too many people are, you're not understanding what priorities are. You know, um, prior, prioritizing and compartmentalizing are very important when finding balance. Um, I don't know if, if, and if, you imagine how people with kids are. For those of y'all that don't, I don't have no goddamn kids, okay? But you can imagine the balance that goes on in their life right now. They have to manage not only a little person, a microhuman, but themselves, themselves as well. Okay, it's it's a hard job, but if you're ever having trouble finding balance and man, how do I make all these things happen in one day? Talk to your friends with kids. They know all about finding balance. And and look, they're gonna tell you that it's that it's hard and it's not easy. But I mean if everything was so easy, couldn't we all just do it? If everybody wanted to be a rapper, wouldn't everybody be a rapper? I mean, everybody kind of is a rapper, so I guess that's a bad example. <laughs> but, it, it, look, it's, it's not hard to find balance. And once you find this balance, discipline is how you lock that shit in there. A lot of us, we start something and we never fucking finish it. You know, or or... We, we start something and we're not consistent. We start something and, and we make excuses as to why it's not moving the way that it should be moving. You know, uh, I recent, you know, you are your own worst enemy for real. Uh, because the moment you stop believing in what you're doing, the moment you pick up that phone call and, and, you know, they ask you to come hang out instead of doing what you're supposed to be doing, the shows that you lack discipline. Um, and you got to be patient with yourself. Like Rome wasn't built in the day. No lesson was learned. None of these photographers that you know, they didn't learn that shit in a day. None of these trap rappers that you idolize, they didn't hit it their first time, except maybe Drake. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, be patient with yourself. Okay. I promise you're going to find this balance. If you're struggling to find balance, yo, hit, hit me, hit my line. I know y'all know how to get in touch with me. I'm an I'm a Instagram direct message away. So you ever want to talk how to achieve balance? We can talk. Hell, I might even learn something from you that I don't know. And you know what? If, if you're one of these people who smoke weed, I smoke a lot of weed, okay? And I smoke weed to relax myself and to calm myself. But there should be something else that you, that you like to do, okay? There should be something else out there. And remember, even if it's something like riding a bike, get that one mile in. Get that two miles in because it's going to make you feel better. And you're like, once you start balancing all these things on your plate, you're going to feel better that you can actually, you know, you can do this. I believe in you. Like, if, if don't nobody say that enough to you, I believe in you. You can do anything you want to do. All right. Can I talk my shit again? Look, I told y'all. We, I, I, I told, look, I, I'm not the type of person that likes saying, I told you so. But goddamn, that shit feel good when you got to say that to somebody. <laughs> what I'm getting at is the, uh, the remember the, the tequila that we was talking about? I don't know if y'all follow me on IG, but I, I be talking about this Azul tequila, right? And I hate this stuff. And the reason I hate it is because people surround hype around things and they have no education on, on where this stuff comes from, what in fact it even is, and you're just spreading a bunch of uh, uh, misinformed knowledge. 
Now, let me tell you something. When when this first tequila first got popping around my way, uh, motherfuckers was buying this shit because they thought it had weed in it. I'm not even joking with you. Like, um, if you look really closely on the front of the Azul bottle, uh, and the and if you guys haven't caught up by now, the Azul is this fucking tequila that everybody in name of is drinking. It's got this um, silver chrome bell on the top. It's a blue and white bottle. It's a very elegant looking thing. Okay, she, it, she looks good. She looks good from the outside. Okay, uh, but beneath her terrible personality, I'm just kidding. Let me get let me get back to the point. Um, but yeah, there, there was a there's a little what looks like a weed flower. Okay, we all know what a weed flower looks, but it's not. It is a an, is it's an agave flower. Blue agave is what's used to make mezcal, tequila, so on and so forth. So, uh, yo, first off, you guys that's been buying this, been thinking you getting high? No, bro, you just drunk. That's it. That's what that is. Okay. And secondly, uh, the owner has come out himself and released a statement saying that in fact this is some shitty ass tequila. Um. Now, he really he he reveals like a business strategy. Usually, when something is terrible or or not worth it or so on and so forth, basically a bunch of negative connotations that describe said product. When they're all bad, uh, you disguise it and you wrap it in something uh, beautiful and elegant, just like this tequila. So. The whole time you may be drinking, you know, dirty pigeon water and they're just putting it in this banging ass bottle uh, and, and selling it for two hundred dollars. And, you know, I never understood, you know, if you got money, cool. Like, you know, I, I don't you know, I heard a, a quote and we hear it all the time. You never be telling people what to do with their money. All right. OK, fine. But I just be having this question. You spend two hundred dollars and come to the party right on one bottle. OK, you look like the man, right? But I take that same $200 and I buy, I don't know, three or four bottles for the party. Who looks cool at the end? You tell me. You know, but the same of, you know, y'all niggas doing that shit with weed too. Mm-hmm. Don't think I forgot about y'all niggas that be on the block. Mm-hmm. First of all, you got, I don't like this, this special weed, this pressure that all these kids talking about. All they doing is 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 buying some Reggie or buying some shit that ain't what do they say it is, and they buying these mystical ass bags from the goddamn gas station. I know y'all been in the gas station. I know y'all be trolling social media. I know you see these bags all the time. The Gary Payton is my favorite one, just because I have a personal connection with the Gary Payton. Not because I did it, it's because whatever, but that's none of y'all business. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, I think we should just start heavily judging the people that continuously drink this $200 bottle of uh, piss water. Uh, so do me a favor. Let's help and spread awareness about this whole situation, this whole ordeal, this whole, uh, you know, uh, uh, thing that came out about the tequila. If you see your friend drinking that, let them know respectfully and kindly, but it's go fuck yourself. <laughs> Right, that sort of brings me into my next piece of business. <coughs> Excuse me. Here, 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 here. Dilly, dilly. My bad. <laughs> I'd be getting carried away. Um, but next piece of business is normalizing lying. And it's it's just like, these. you ask this motherfucker what color the sky is, he'll legitly tell you purple with a straight face, and you're supposed to accept that. What? What the fuck? So, I'm in the bank the other day, 
And this this lady walks in, <clears throat> and you know how people be on their phones, just ignorant as a motherfucker. Just speaker is on, the phone is still at their ear, talking about, I still can't hear you, girl. Like, you need to talk louder, girl. Okay. So she proceeds to have this whole conversation, like, I give a fuck about how nobody could pay her trillions of dollars to have another baby. <laughs> Bitch, excuse me, young lady, what? First of all, you look like you need the trillions of dollars. And I'm not trying to really fry nobody. I ain't trying to cook nobody up. I don't know nobody's story. But, like, you came in here with your pants sagging halfway down your ass, young lady. Like, what? what your hair ain't done. You need a perm. You need some lotion on your ankles. And I'm just saying, like, trillions of dollars for another. That sounds like a good deal to me. I don't know what the fuck you talking about. But trillions of dollars to have another baby? Hey, yo, put me in the game, coach. Sign me up, for real. Uh, if that's a bad example, cool. I got one more for you. Um, you know, the, the, the shit you see on, people are always talking about some, don't judge me by what I post on social media. Hey, first of all, man, y'all can go fuck yourselves. Get the fuck off social media, dog. Just, just stay the fuck off. If you always have an opinion and you always mad about what's going on, just shut the fuck up. Put your phone on mute, delete the app, delete your screen name, you know, and, and, and go back to AOL aim or some shit like that. Cause don't nobody got time for that negative shit over here. We're, we're nobody. We don't. I'm sorry. I don't got time. There's too many things going on. People getting shot. There's a virus sweeping in there. I ain't got time for that, okay? So just pack that up, put it in your little box, shove it up your ass, and, and don't shit that out, okay? Um, but there are these people who are online, you know, talking about some, be posting these all these motivational quotes and, and be, you know, uh, retweeting. I'm going to say it because it makes sense on Instagram. So it's like you reposting someone else's post about positivity and wanting better for somebody. And, you know, I don't care who win as long as we all win. <laughs> Nigga, what? You a goddamn lie. Nigga, you want all the W's. You want to be Tom Brady at the end of this. You want six motherfucking rings. You want to be known as the God in your area. Don't don't sit up here and try and and no. I'm not gonna let you do that. You wanna know why? Because if you wanna be that nigga, it's time to be that nigga. Talk and walk and act like that nigga. People gonna call it cocky. Cool. But then surround yourselves around people that think like that. It's not then you then you like minded. You see what I'm saying? Someone's always gonna have something to say, and that's a big thing living in my in in where I where I live. No matter if you're doing something dope or if you're doing something fucking stupid, niggas is always gonna have an opinion on you, and niggas is always gonna have some shit to say. So just you know, bump that, put that shit in that box, shove that shit up your ass, and get to work. This lion shit, okay? Uh, University of Maryland, UMD. Uh, I've got it on good authority, and there are uh, plenty of articles online that are talking about how UMD is underreporting their their numbers. And when I say their numbers, I mean their COVID nineteen positive numbers. They are reporting uh, what is it way lower than than what's being told on TV, and 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 when you get inducted into the school, and you know all this other shit. But I'm supposed to feel safe there. And it's crazy because there was recently, um, I don't know if you guys heard the story, but there was recently a case with a couple of kids who were about to get put out of Maryland um, because they didn't adhere to the COVID shit. And um, one of these particular kids was suspended and they told him to go home, but he was just like, I'm going to serve my suspension in my dorm room. I'm not going to go home to where I can possibly affect my family and uh, and get them sick and you know put them their lives at risk and, and all these other good things. And bad things that come with, you know, whatever the fuck I'm over here trying to fucking say. But, uh, yeah, they he's penalized. I'm not even sure if he was removed from the school. Uh, 
you guys can definitely research that article. That shit's crazy. Um, speaking of Maryland as well, um, you know, there there's the there's this article about this bus driver, okay? And he wouldn't let these kids on the bus because they wouldn't have their masks on. Okay, so then they put their, you know how people be putting their arm over their shit like they dabbing or they put a little t-shirt around their shit and the bus driver was just like, nah, I can't, I still can't let you on. You need a mask. So what these kids did is they proceeded to throw rocks at the window until they broke the windows. Then they ran away. All right. Now who gets called into the office? The bus driver. He, I, I don't even know if he works for the company anymore. I believe he's been let go. And, and now these kids are allowed to get on the bus you know, without a mask. So if this COVID thing is as serious as people say it is, then why why risk all of that? Why even get so deep into it? You know, and, and one more question while we at this. You, y- y'all been to Maryland. You know Maryland. Okay, it's a lot of white kids at that school. What, what color do you think that bus driver was? I'm, I'm very curious to know. Because he was, if he was black, that would make this normal, right? Oh, just another, you just another, you know, uh, white privilege thing, you know? And I've been told you, ain't nothing normal about what's going on out here. This shit is sick. It's fucking disgusting. You know, and, and to keep the topic going on, on these on these universities, Towson, uh, you, you we all know your school releasing recently just started. So, t- you know, these kids going to Towson. Towson is, is local. Y'all already know this. And uh, three days after, school has basically started. They told everybody to pack it up and go the fuck back home. Now, let me ask you something. As a as a as someone who doesn't live in the Towson area, maybe I'm from uh, Westchestertonville, Iowa. You know, if y'all don't know, that's a big daddy uh, Adam Sandler reference. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what if I'm from somewhere that's not close to Towson? Am I? You know, what about my room and board? What happened to all that money that I just gave to school? You know, they're not giving it back, right? You know, see, that's another thing, man. These school, man, these universities, they crooks too. A lot of, like. I, I I don't know what we're supposed to be doing out here. If someone can definitely call me, we can have a little powwow. Look, we'll kumbaya it out on my front lawn. I'll take all the furniture from in the house, out the house. We'll sit in the hot, naked house. We'll do the whole thing. But some we need, we need, we need something. God damn, I miss Obama. What the fuck? Um, be before we leave the whole topic of normalizing lying, uh. I want to address the tough guys out there. Uh, so if you don't want to take blame, that's totally fine. Because I'm going to take this one for the team. Um, you know, I have friends and associates, loved ones, uh, affiliates, whatever, whatever you want to call these people nowadays. Um, I have certain peers that uh, have the whole I'm good attitude. And the the, the I'm good attitude simply refers to every time these certain individuals are going through something, whether it's good or bad, or they need some help or some guidance, uh, it's always, I'm good, I'm good. It's a very machismo or macho way of saying, it's a defense mechanism as as I've learned in therapy. Um, And, you know, speaking with a former uh, guest on this podcast, um, men, especially black men, have just been conditioned to mask their feelings. And uh, it's our fault as their friends because we don't make it okay for them to tell us what's going on in, the, in their lives. Um, but understand this, if you have one of these friends out here who, you know, it's I'm, it's, I'm good. Every, every time they fall short or get the short end of the stick or, 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 or get fucked, 
uh, as some people would say, you know, they they always meet us with the I'm good. Don't even worry about it. I'm good. But understand this, my friend. Understand this. As we get older, it is our job to protect our energy and to protect uh, our people's energy around us. So if that's the energy and that's the attitude that you want to have, then you need to keep that. And you cannot be upset when the rest of the world moves on without you and associates you with that energy and that attitude. For example, if you don't get invited to the birthday party, there's got to be a reason why. If you don't get invited to the baby shower or the wedding or the New Year's Eve party or the Halloween party or the, the death vigil, there's a reason why. Okay, and as much as you want to say, yeah, fuck it, I'm good. You need to understand something. Eventually, people will get fed up and they will leave you with that energy. And as as much as I want to deny that I don't need somebody in this world to live my life with, it's a lie. And it's because I'm scared to share my life with somebody. I'm scared for them to learn the real me. I'm scared that if I ever get arrested, will they leave me sitting in that jail cell? Um, but but going back to what I was saying, you know, uh, whoever you are out there, if that's the attitude that you want to have, then you cannot be upset when people treat the situation as such. You know, prime example, here we go. Let's say there's a birthday party and, and, and Joe Schmo doesn't get invited and he understands that he's not invited and it's just a whole bunch of, yeah, I'm good, fuck your niggas, blah, 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 blah. That whole machismo defense mechanism comes out. Now, I understand the world's going to move on without you. Your cell phone bill is still going to come. Your your cable bill, your mortgage, your rent, your car note, uh, your student loan, all those things are still going to come. And you can't have that same attitude with those things. When are you going to open up to the rest of us? And, and tell us that you're sad that you didn't get invited to whatever function it was. Or better yet, maybe you should ask yourself why. Why you are being treated like this. Is it because that you have such a high wall up that no one can get in? That you, you don't care to give us a, an explanation? Or you don't care to, to talk to us? Be very mindful of, of when you start to become that person. Because people will treat you as such. You're going to end up feeling even more alone than you did in the beginning. And that's no one's fault but your own. If you want to be loved, if you want to be cared for, if you want to be catered to, if you want to be checked in and, and, and you know, hey, how's your day going? Then you got to be able to put your pride aside. You got to be able to understand why you are not included in these things. And you can't get upset. You can't. How are you going to be able to grow if you get upset at everything in the world that doesn't revolve around you? You know, sooner or later, your time is up. And when that time is up, are you going to understand that your time is up? Or are you going to try to hit, hit a timeout and run back to play? Nah, you got three seconds. It's the bottom of the fourth. You only got time for one more, baby. If, if you're going to make a decision out here to put faith and trust and belief in your circle, in your stable, in, in your group of peers, then you've got to learn to be able to heed their word. Even when you don't want to listen to what they're saying, sometimes you really got to step back, look at yourself in the mirror, uh, you know, figuratively speaking, and, and really dissect what's going on. I have so many uh, peers. Notice how I don't say friends, okay? And there's a reason behind that because 
You know, like mama say, when you die and it's all said and done, you're going to be able to count your friends on one hand. And that's nothing but the God honest truth. Please don't tell my mother I said that because she'll never let me hit the end of it. Um, but think about really quickly every time or, or any time someone has asked you for advice or asked you uh, how to tackle a certain situation. Now, person A, there's a reason that you're asking, you know, someone who may have more experience in this field and it's because you're, you're unsure. But here's my thing. You, yes, you're supposed to take everything with a grain of salt. Yes, you are supposed to, at the end of the day, make your own decisions. But why do people consistently and constantly go the complete opposite direction when you tell them that is not something that they should be doing? You know, uh, we meet people every single day. Meeting people and, com and communicating and connecting with people is a part of life. It's how we grow. It's how we gain maturity. It's how we learn this funny-ass contradictory thing called life. So for anyone out there that, that has a friend that asks them questions and needs advice and shit like that, and you give them the advice, and from, you know, from your own perspective, it's some solid advice, and they still go against the grain, don't give up on them, Okay. They just ain't been there yet. I had someone very important in my life uh, that is no longer here. And, you know, uh, a, a big reason that we would butt heads is because this person was uh, double digits significantly older than me, which means that everything that I was going through and am going through in my life, she had already been through those things. And the only thing that she was trying to do, she wasn't trying to hurt my feelings. She wasn't trying to beat me while I was down. The only thing she was trying to do is get me to realize without saying is, hey, young blood, hey, young brother, I've been down this road. You, th th This is what you should do. And a lot of us take offense to that. A lot of us have a big problem with being told things and being told how to move and how to act. And we, we got a problem with authority. You know what, fellas? That's okay. We, we you know, we, we are raised to believe that we are the providers and and we are the the king of the of the castle, the protector of the of the the pride lands, little Disney Lion King reference, if you will. Um, excuse me. Is uh knowing when to take advice from your court. You know the reason that these the, that these politicians come in office is because they heed the word of everybody within their team. That's the only way to remain successful, be liked, or wh whatever you want to call it. So. When, when you're out here asking for advice, please heed your friend's words. Understand that, you know, a lot of them, if they're really your friends, they don't want to lead you down the wrong path. They don't want to lead you astray. They don't want, they don't want to see you get hurt because they've been there. And they, they like, you, you know, all, all they can do in, in, in that instance immediately is, is try to protect you. That's all these people want to do is protect you. Now, if you go outside of that and... You know, you don't want to listen to these people. That, that That's your prerogative. Remember, it's your life. And no one controls your life and your choices but you. Life is all about choices. If you never learn anything from this podcast, please understand that life is about choices. Every choice you make affects your uh, the next hour, the next day, the next week, to the month, to the year, to eventually when you get put in that box six feet under. Please keep those things in mind. Um... In addition with that, it's, it's very hard to tell people certain things without hurting them. Uh, how many of y'all out there got friends that get drunk and make decisions and all you want to do is make a better decision for them? But all they do is get combative with you. 
personally, I'm too old to be dealing with things like that. You know, if you want to get aggressive with me, well, I'm trying to basically, I don't know, I guess save your life. I mean, who, who, who am I? But at the end of the day, I don't want to see you get hurt. And I want to lead you down a path that's just better for you. You'll be able to handle that a lot better than, than the path you're on now. So for those of you that don't know, um, the U Street corridor or lifestyle or era is coming to an end. And what I mean by that is there are establishments that COVID-19 has crippled. Um, and they are no, they, they aren't able to survive anymore. Um, we contribute just by going out and drinking, having fun, reposting things on Instagram for social events. We contribute so much to our community and, and you guys don't even know it. Um, personally, I've had some of the best memories, uh, with, with peers and friends and associates, even enemies, um, at these establishments. And, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Marvin, Marvin's room, whatever people are calling it nowadays, named after DC native Marvin Gaye, the bistro and bars known for its crowded roof, uh, roof deck. And crazy-ass DJ nights. I know y'all been there. The Gibson, the cocktail bar that helped usher in the speakeasy trend in Washington, D.C. when it opened in 2009. The Brixton, the three-level British style, consistently drew lines <laughs> the block on weekends. It's crazy. I've been in those lines before. El Rey, a personal favorite of so many of, of my friends. They got bomb-ass tacos. Mexican bar brought in by customers who wanted to sip margaritas in a garden enclosed by shipping containers. It's a beautiful-ass fucking place. American Ice Co., the historic ice house on V Street Northwest, was known for its whiskey selection and its pork barbecue and queso swachos. Swachos? I don't even know what that is. Someone let me know. Players Club. This one hits hard. This one hits home for me. It wasn't even that old. 70s-style arcade bar. Featured retro video games and a claw machine full of sex toys. It's hilarious how many times I, I, I lost in that thing. Last but not least, Echo Park. 9th Street Northwest Bar with a beer garden and a fireplace room open across the street from 930 Club at the end of January. It's going to be very upsetting to see these places close. But when one thing closes and one thing ends and one door closes, another thing arises. So just because these things are closing doesn't necessarily mean that it's the end-all, be-all. How many times have we been comfortable and been so used to the way that things are and how they operate? Well, it's time for us to create a new wave. Um, I know a lot of us are scared about what's to come of these bars. Is some rich white man who doesn't care about the community going to knock it over and build a high-rise? I don't know. There are high-rises popping up every week. Where does all this money come from? How much of this money is being given to public school systems, charter schools, all these things? I mean, it, it can't be much. Last summer in 2019, over in the Union Market area, there was $1.5 billion worth of construction being done over there. And my main question is, how much of that went to school systems? How much of that went to the police program? I mean, it's, in, it's insane to see how much funding all of these 
programs and 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 so on and so forth get and we don't get anything what 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 do the people of DC get we get shootings every other week bunch of racism so on and so forth it's very hard to to really sit down and, and swallow the pill that's being served on our table. But just keep in mind, when, when these things happen, they're happening for a reason. Maybe we spent too much of our time out there. Maybe we spent too much of our hard-earned money out there. Yeah, on the one hand, we probably forged some great friendships in these places, met some great people, and networked and was able to create a whole new lane for us, for ourselves. But you know what? The universe is testing us as a community to see what else we can do. Aren't you tired of your friends hitting you up every weekend just to go drinking at a bar? Look, personally, I'm a social drinker. I don't drink in the house. Like at all. I got 12 packs that sit in my fridge for weeks on end. And the only time I drink them is when friends come over. Let's challenge ourselves and our peers to put our money in something else. And speaking of putting our money together in other things, it's very fascinating to me how a group of six or 12 of us can throw up hundreds of dollars to buy a table with overpriced bottles of terrible tequila fashioned in a, in a beautiful bottle. Well, we can't put this money together and, and buy a property for us to have a safe haven or a hub for all of our creative juices or geniuses or or the people around us who need a space to work. A lot of people aren't blessed with a house or a space of their own to be able to create freely. A lot of us are trapped by our jobs, our relationships, hell, even some friendships. But what I'm trying to get at is these things are happening for a reason. What is our reaction to these things happening? I'll tell you what, the silver lining for me is I'm no longer going to spend two, $300 in a weekend that I worked very, very hard for just to put it right back into the white man's hand. I'm ready to join forces with anybody who's serious about anything bigger than themselves. We're so small in this world and the world is so big. And yet we continue to confine ourselves to this lame ass routine just because we're scared to step outside of our comfort zone and you know, shake some trees and break some rules. I encourage you, if you've got spare money laying aside, if you have a brilliant idea, find someone that you can trust who's on the same level as you mentally, financially, you know, spiritually. You don't have to know these people. You just gotta have a vision. And you gotta surround yourselves with people that want it to work. That half-assing shit, no, no win is gonna come from half-assing anything. These rappers, these, these, uh, these models, these, these athletes, 24-7 on the grind because they want it. What do you want? Ask yourself that every single day. What do you want? This past week, I made a comment on my Instagram, a story about going, continue to working for the white man. Now, yeah, I am working for the white man, but I have a goal in mind. I won't be there forever, I promise you. Because once I can compartmentalize and discipline myself to know what I want and be able to chase it, the dream and the vision grow stronger, the belief grows stronger. And then all I have to do is act. Taking that first step is everything. Week one, 
on our No Rap Before Nine podcast was essentially about nothing. But I got tired of people telling me that I should do this and do that and have this podcast for years. And the the hardest part for me was taking that first step, hitting that record button and just talking to y'all like I talked to you in the streets. Going back to these businesses closing, it's not the end all be all. Remember, when one door closes, another one opens. You just have to be patient and watch for the signs. Listen to the universe, close your eyes, listen to these birds and the wind and, and the traffic in the streets. Nature and this universe will provide you and give you everything you need. You just have to discipline yourself. You are given an opportunity every day. Make a choice. So I recently came across this song by J.I., the Prince of New York and Lil T.J. Um, you know, every year I, I subconsciously and knowingly look for a song that connects with my 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 struggles and uh, my fears and the things that make me cry, to be, you know, very honest with you all. Uh, in 1992, there was a famous football player that you all will never hear from again. It's because he got locked up for thinking that he had all the friends in the world. We've discussed this on a previous, po- previous podcast, excuse me. And uh, the gentleman pointed my older brother out in the crowd, in a jury, in a courtroom full of people and said that he committed a murder. The reason that I search for songs like this is because they remind me that with my freedom, with my rights, with these things that I'm naturally given and have a right to, um, to pay homage to the ones that don't have these things. I have a sin or a confession rather to make to you all. And that is that I miss my older brother. Derek Bell, if you ever hear this, know that I think about you every single day that goes by and what our relationship could have been like. Sadly, my family has told me lies my entire life about you that have made me afraid of you. But I don't want to be afraid of you anymore. And the next time I come see you in the big house, I want to share a memory that will last forever. To my people out there listening, we always preach to tell the people that we love them before we can't anymore. And I want to make a personal vow for all of you to hear that I am going to do better to communicate with my blood that's locked down. I want to send him money every week. I want to write him every week. And if you hear this and you feel what I'm saying because you miss someone just as much as I do, then I want you to hold me accountable. Please. Even if you don't know me and this is your first time hearing this podcast, tap in. Direct message me. Scumbag millionaire, no right before nine. Either is fine. I pay attention to both. But just ask me, how's Derek? Have you written him this week? Have you sent him money? Have you learned a new fear of his? So many of us talk about the blessings that we're given all the time. But do you realize how much you're really blessed? You're able to walk with both your feet 
talk with your own mouth without a machine. Listen without a hearing aid. See without a without a guiding stick. My brother has none of those things. He's a number. What would you give for your freedom? Derek Bell. I love you, big dog. Forever and always. Even if I don't know you. Damn, that was hard. Um, first and foremost, I, to be very honest with you all, I did not feel comfortable sharing that um, because I'm afraid of accountability like a lot of us are. Um, but nonetheless, I just want to say thank you all to any and everybody that's been riding. This year has been a struggle for a lot of us. Uh, and, you know, if, if you ever watched my story, my Instagram in its entirety, if you've ever reposted my podcast, if you've ever bought anything off me that I created, I just want to say thank you. Like from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And um, the reason I uh, um, that I chose to, to share that about my brother is, is a quote from Michelle Obama. And it says, if we can open up with each other a little bit more and share our stories, that's what breaks down barriers. Um, so it's important for us to, to share our experiences with one another because you never know who, who you're helping. So before I get out of here, I want to leave you with a quote that I've had in my phone uh, since September 4th. All right. Life's just a long journey into tomorrow. You learn as you get older that rules are made to be broken. Be bold enough to live life on your terms and never, ever apologize for it. Go against the grain. Refuse to conform. Take the road less traveled instead of the well-beaten path. Laugh in the face of adversity and leap before you look. Dance as though everybody is watching. March to the beat of your own drum and stubbornly refuse to fit in. My name is Scumbag Millionaire. This has been another episode of No Ready for Nine. I love you. Have a great week. Bitch, we run the town. Heard what I see. I take it down. Painted red. Bad bitches on. They give me hate. Free my rich niggas out the face. When he get lonely, he wanna have a good night. She say, shawty, what that bag look like? She like the party. Tryna duck the limelight Ever since I was a youngin' I seen you pussy niggas hatin' I'm put on my youngest And I'm be proud to see him make A nigga ain't give me shit Nah, nah, y'all gon' see me take it Wanna rip out that stick Man, you should've seen they face My bitch so bad, dawg You should see her ass, dawg Her back cost 15,000 Come on and check the tags, dawg Runnin' from mad, dawg Tell my nigga don't get back, dawg Just blew a quarter mil Yeah, that's what that new G-Wag cost
bitch out here in Europe. That bitch was a trip. Get that bitch my digits, but I know she wanna take it. Hit it, then I quit it. Say I hit it, then I quit it. Big fuck, bitch, yeah, I take it, then I whip it. Stack it, then I flip it. Yeah, we back them, then we sell it. Southeast savage, bitch ain't average. Came up out that garden, now the nigga living lavish. Shopping sprees in Paris. Bitch, I'm mad rich. Rap that glizzy gang, bitch. I got more guns than a terrorist. Running on the block, on my head. My wish was to get rich. I got big homies, but they did. I got long money, stack that bread. Bitch, we run the town, heard what I see. I take it down, paint it red. Bad bitches on, they give me head. Free my rich niggas. Out the fist. When he get lonely, he wanna have a good night. She say shawty, what that bag look like? She like the party, but he gon' get her mind right. Got all my cardies, I'm tryna duck the limelight. 